Welcome to the 87th episode of the Friday Nightmares podcast. I am one half of your hosting team, Heather Powell, coming to you today from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada. And with me, as always, is Mr. Smoke Show Crawford, coming to you from the town of Swartz Creek in the county of Genesee, in the state of Michigan, in the United States of America, in the North American continent, in the Western Hemisphere, on the planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy. I'm fully vaxxed, boosted, and waxed, and ready to climax, and if you can, please get me wet and feed me after midnight. I'm the man with the glorious beard, a.k.a. Mother of Cats, a.k.a. the man with the humongous... <clears throat> Ego, aka Scotthausen, aka Scotty Too Hottie, aka Spanky, aka The Sloth Show. And you're on mute. Yeah, I don't know. I went unmute and then it remuted me again. And now it's signing out in my Outlook. I don't know. My computer's all over the place today. Today's just a day. Um, I don't know if I told you, but my other computer broke. Oh, no. My Yeah, so my <laughs> my desktop, the power went turned on. <laughs> It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So luckily, though, I'm on vacation, so I don't really need it for anything. And I'm on my really busted laptop. Like both Scott and I, man, we should start a Patreon. Be like Tim and rolling in the deep in that Patreon money. Um, because our ships falling apart. It was your right. keyboard. What was it? Was it the keyboard that was the issue or what was it exactly was the problem? Oh, come to find out, yeah, it was not the keyboard like I thought it was. It ended up being one of the USB ports in the back of my computer. So now I have to, when we're recording, I have to disconnect the keyboard and plug in my headset. And then when I'm editing, disconnect my headset and plug in my keyboard. Oh my God, right? Fucking, this is is how poor we are. We are definitely the asylum. We are for sure asylum level. That's that's what you get here on Friday Nightmare. <laughs> oh, the struggle is real, folks. Do you see that I'm wearing my Legion t-shirt, though? Can I you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I was cleaning the house in it. Not that, not that Legion t-shirt. I don't wear it all the time outside the house to make sure everyone knows I'm a famous podcaster. Um, but yeah, I'm getting ready for my, my trip. So I was doing a clean before the big wedding tomorrow. <laughs> Not mine, thank fucking God. Oh, that congratulations! A, oh, fuck my life. That would be a horror story if I woke up and I was getting married. Oh, my God. I, I, hope, I, anthology. Can ma- I hope I can be the maid of honor. Uh, you would definitely be in my wedding party, Scotty, in my make-believe wedding that I'm never going to have happen. Um, <laughs> but yes, absolutely, you would be. You would definitely be in my in my bridal party for sure. What are you drinking? Are you are you drinking grapefruit? Yeah. I'm- eating grapefruit for my breakfast and then just drinking the juice because it's really juicy. Well, yes, it's always nice and juicy. Now you got those juices running down your beard. Mm, I was thinking of Tim Davis. Phil Ray's got to go turn this off for a second just to enjoy the (laughs) thought of it. Sending my love to you, Phil. Um, Shit, yeah. So we'll we'll be taking another break. (laughs) I know it seems like Scott and I just all we do is take breaks, but... I'll be away for two weeks, so I won't probably be watching any 2023s, but neither will Scott because not much is coming out uh, unless he sees Saw 10. And is when's Five Nights at Freddy's coming out? Is that soon? Is I that think October? That's, yeah, sometime in October. Just not sure. I'm not sure when. Okay, so maybe maybe you'll see that. Um, otherwise, 
I don't know. Anything you're yeah. gonna watch while I'm gone, Skyler? <laughs> well, I might take that opportunity to get caught up on some of the ones that you've talked about before, because I will let everybody know I've finally made it past the hundred uh, movie mark on in 2023s. Yeah, we're proud of you. We're proud of you. You're like a real podcaster now. You're like a real one, not a fake one. Like me that's been carrying the weight of our asylum podcast on my shoulders for so long. (laughs) That is true. Though it looks like uh, I am pretty much almost on par with you in watches this week when I thought I wasn't going to have shit. You know, not all heroes wear capes. Some of them. Some Some of them them walk around butt naked. And watch Tubi. I feel like we should get Tubi as a sponsor at this point. Like, honestly, you and Tubi, like, fuck Erica. I think you're in a full-time relationship with Tubi. Like, I honestly think you and Tubi are getting real serious. <laughs> I mean, it is a love-hate relationship. <laughs> well, you know, it is abusive. It's kind of like our 2023 watches have been abusive. Like, you're on your phone, Erica walks in the room, and he's like, what are you doing? And you're like, nothing, nothing, trying to turn it off as Tubi. You're like, I can't, I can't stop watching I- Tubi. Why can't I quit you? <laughs> and, um, thanks, Gray. Thanks, Gray. Get yeah, you got the pussies all over the place. Yep, the two cats that love to hang out in the basement of uh, Erica's, they adore the shit out of me. And when I come down here, I just get swarmed because I got fluffy butt over here on the other side and I got Gray walking across my lap. Such creative names, Fluffy Butt. I I really enjoy that. Definitely was one of the kids, wasn't it? That name. Oh yeah, had. it had to be. I think, <laughs> no, I think, no, you're like no Erica named it that. <laughs> I think both of the I think both of them were named by the boys. Hey, you know what? That's creative. It's nice. I wish I had a cat. Well, besides my own pussy, but I wish I had like a real. <laughs> a real Christ. Gosh, I don't know why everyone thinks I'm a slut. Um. <laughs> It's weird. Yeah, you know who won't be trying to catch the bouquet tomorrow? This chick. I don't. I don't think divorced ladies can catch the bouquet. Isn't that kind of like a curse? Like you I'm catch not sure. the bouquet. Oh, I'll just made it up now, and that's what I'm going to tell them tomorrow. Is that if if a divorced person catches the bouquet, your your marriage is basically shot. <laughs> it's like it's like it's uh like the video in the ring. Once you catch the bouquet, you have seven days or you die if you're divorced. Oh, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> It has been a good run, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me through Friday Nightmares. Remember me. Um, anyway, should we get into these films? Because, you know, we are a premier podcast. And oh, as a premier podcast, we, you know, have to teach those like Rob Humphreys from Slasher Radio how it's done. And what true 2023s are. Yeah, so Rob's like, I know that it was at a film festival and 20 people watched it last year. So that means I can't count it as a 2023. That's exactly how Rob sounds, everybody. So you should definitely tune in to Slasher Radio to listen to Rob. Uh, yeah, and speaking of uh, Mr. Rob Humphreys, I ended up going back uh, to one of the Horror for Dummies episodes where we did the uh, favorite franchises brackets or whatever, just because I was like, I miss the days when we were all friends and not worn over a silly <laughs> belt. Well, you chose this, Scott. You could have just accepted Tim Davis. I will never accept end, Tim Davis as the as, as, leader. Right? And and I'm not sure if you heard the latest Horror for Dummies, but he was throwing some shade at you. Oh, he definitely was. I was like, that little fucker. But he's right. I would win in a versus battle. Like, there is no doubt in my mind that I would destroy you. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we would like that savage. 
<laughs> you're such a gentle giant and I would just murder you. Um, but but I would never do that, Scott. I would never hurt your fucking little bum bum. Oh, thanks. Mm, but I would hurt someone if they hurt you. I would slice them open. And eat their insides. <laughs> well, maybe I wouldn't go that far, but I would definitely be mad. But yeah, I thought that was nice that, that Rob had us as a versus. Thank you, Rob. I was like, uh, oh, of course Rob of us, would do that. <laughs> you know, I appreciate it, you know. Um, but yeah, Tim was definitely singing my praises. Finally, finally, the true supporter of him and Daniel. Finally, the truth has come to the surface. No longer will I be in your shadow, Scott. Soon, very nice. soon, the ugly duckling will have its day. And I love how Daniel just like has no idea about the feud. So he's just like, what? We, yeah, we hate Scott. Why do we hate Scott now? <laughs> I thought we hated Heather. Yeah. <laughs> what do we, who do we hate? Who am I here? What's going um, on? <laughs> so as Scott said, we have been watching some 2023s. So buckle up, baby. Here we go. The yeah. first one we're going to talk about is the boogeyman. Uh, this is a this is a 99 minute runtime. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. It's basically the same thing I say every time Wait, I wake up and it's my it's life. It's real. I watched it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. Still reeling from the tragic death of her mother, a teenage girl and her younger sister find themselves plagued by a statistic presence in their house and struggles to set to get their grieving father to pay attention before it's too late yeah no i think the father actually does believe them quicker than you know other movies well but he tends to uh not be paying much attention to them because he refuses to even focus on his own grief and we're yeah. he and he well he's he's grieving and not focusing on their his daughter's like grief and so yeah, i think he's fair. not really giving them the attention when they're telling them all this is happening i i guess i think he just believes her quicker than because oh, what yeah. she's saying does sound bonkaroonies like let's be realistic <laughs> Like anytime you have a movie like this where someone is telling someone else that there's some kind of creature that comes out at night, like think about if like, I don't know, you went to Erica because I'm not even going to blame this on the boys. I feel like the boys are too smart for this. But let's say you went to Erica <laughs> and you were like, wow, Erica, there's a there's a boogeyman that comes out at night and makes me take acid. And then I run out to the forest and I dance in the tree. She'd be like. Uh-huh. Sure there is, Scott. Like, it Jeez. sounds it sounds unbelievable, right? So any of this stuff sounds... I don't know what you're talking about. That sounds believable to me. Uh, and maybe that's what you've done. But I, I enjoyed this film. I know some people. It only has a 2.7 rating on, on Letterboxd. But I thought it was quite fun. I thought the reveal of the Boogeyman was interesting. Um... I thought the story had enough heart to it. The ending was a little cheese cheese, but like, that's what you get with movies like this. Yeah, I agree. Like I thought this was uh pretty entertaining. Definitely better than a lot of the stuff I've watched this year. It's not a bad, uh, not a bad Stephen King adaptation. And yeah, I found it to be quite entertaining. And yeah, the reveal of the boogeyman. I love the look of it. Right. And like, I forgot that it was Stephen King until after I watched it. 
I then realized that it was a Stephen King film. Now, is it his short or is it a... Yeah, it's a short story in Night Shift, I want to say. I actually have the book, like the book that that short story is in. But yeah, I think it's a Night Shift. Okay. Yeah, I really dug it. I think it's a recommend. Let's see where I can find that it's available. And I didn't read what other podcasters gave it, but hold on. Tim gave it four stars. You gave it four stars. Yeah, I really good. liked it. Um, Moods gave it four stars. Rob Humphrey, the hump, gave it two because, well, it's Rob. Rob is a boogeyman. He was probably just upset that that is him, you know, <laughs> and he just ruins people's lives. And he hated the fact that he got called out on it. Right, Rob? Right. Anyway, um, I think it's a four star watch and it's available on Apple, Google, Amazon, Cineplex and YouTube. I think it's worth a four ninety nine, five ninety nine dollars rental. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's, especially with spooky season coming up. It's a spooky perfect, watch, season. Spooky. Perfect, watch, perfect watch for this time of year. I agree with you. I I think that for the length of time that it was at a 99 minute runtime, it was smart. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It gets to the point, unlike this podcast. And exactly. I think I think it's well done. I'm I don't know. I feel like some people are too hard on movies like this. Like, like come on, man. <laughs> like this yeah, isn't a fucking eight twenty four film. So I was gonna say this is just an easy watch that was very entertaining and went by quickly. Like I I've seen way worse this year. Well, speaking of worse, let's go to our next one. Do you want to introduce it? Ah, sure. So the next one is The Elevator Game, which is found on Shudder, just released, I think, last week. Uh, Follows a socially awkward teenager, Ryan, who discovers that the night his sister disappeared, she had played The Elevator Game, a ritual conducted in an elevator in which players attempt to travel to another dimension using a set of rules that can't that can be found online ignoring warnings he resolves to follow and find her yeah like you told me this was like an easy watch so i threw the we did this one for Tubi tuesday and instead instead of Tubi, we just watched shutter but uh <laughs> shutter shutter shuddy tuesday yeah. <laughs> shuddy tuesday <laughs> um but yeah it wasn't too bad like it it was an easy watch um wasn't anything amazing i was hoping for something a little better being this being one of those uh creepy pasta urban legends i was yeah. hoping for something a little more but it did kind of drag a little bit because it does have a runtime of 94 minutes 94, which... 94 minutes and it felt like two hours almost <laughs> unlike the boogeyman that was 99 minutes but you were like oh this is a good 99 minutes this was like this could have been over within an hour <laughs> yeah yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, it just, it kind of just dragged for a while there. Like, and I was, yeah, but it wasn't bad, but it was just kind of middle of the road. Yeah, I I was really excited for this. And I realized if I'm too excited for something, it generally doesn't meet my expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, That's just a me problem. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> no. Yes. So, you know, I... I I could tell this was a low-budget film, but I will say they used their budget well. I thought the creepy scenes were done well, and I think there's one really good special effect in it um, where someone's in, I guess they would say, the other world. That's really well done. I think, do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes. Um, That was really good, you know? like I And I thought the acting was 
good enough. I thought the characters were good enough. I, I'm not going to lie. The ending, I kind of was like, but why? Right. But why? But but why? Why are we doing this? But but like, or why did the things happen to one of the main protagonists that happened? Yeah. Right? Like, I that protagonist had done all the smart things. And then for that character to... Yeah, it just seemed a little odd to me. Um, this has a 2.0 rating on Letterboxd, which is fair. I think everyone we know is giving it two and a half stars. Rob, Humphreys, Dave, Bailey, um, you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I guess I'm there too. I'm probably two and a half to three because I have a soft spot for these teenage influencer YouTube movies. I like them. I always have. I enjoy them. So... I liked it, but what I, I I did recommend it to Brendan Orlick, who gave me a, a thorough tongue lashing and not the <laughs> kind I would like um, <laughs> uh, about how it sucked. So I, I'm sorry, Brandon. I didn't think it was that bad, um, but I understand that taste is subjective, and, and I guess mine was not great here. Um, but or yours is better, depending. I guess it depends, right? It is available on the Shuddy. I would say if you're really, really into urban legends and like teeny bopper movies, this is for you. If you're not, skip it. You're not going to miss out on anything. Um, it may not be for you. Tim Davis hasn't watched this yet. And I don't know how you'll feel about it, Tim. I think you'll think it's average at best. Um, so if you're if you're finding that you're short on time, I know you do your Halloween like go to pound town, watch as much as you can. I wouldn't say this has to be in the list. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have other things you got to watch, <laughs> maybe better use of your time. Right. Well, and I mean, they're not recording in October cause they're all going, they're both going on different vacations. So, who but knows? he's he doing 31 days. He's doing 31 days of horror. That is true. He's still, you would know that if you were a Patreon member. Well, he did say it on the, uh, the regular podcast and hey i did tell him once i'm a little more financially stable i will be joining his patreon look we're just waiting for scott's only fans to take off it's been a little bit of a slow go with him being the only member of his only fans page. i know i keep subscribing but i don't i don't make any money i don't get it like i keep paying myself and i don't see a profit to this this is kind of bullshit you're like mm, i would like to see that cucumber up my ass yeah yeah <laughs> Like, I'll pay anyway, bucks to myself for that. <laughs> so the, I'm just picturing Erica walking in on that and being like, "I feel like I have made a mistake in my choice to move here." <laughs> or the All right, right choice. Or the right choice. She starts filming you. Maybe, hey, maybe you. That's what you right? need. Maybe you need her to help you out a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. That's what, that's what I need. I need someone that can like do the good angles for me. Yeah. And help exactly. Me edit. That's right. You know what? Couples that do OnlyFans together for sure stay together. I'm sure there's nothing toxic that can possibly come from that at all, Scott. No, not at all. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, if you want to watch this movie or Scott's OnlyFans, it's available on Shutter. On Shutter. I'm on Shutter, <laughs> folks. Can you imagine instead of that Halloween like log thing, it's just you with an OnlyFans? Yes. Oh, I am so making like money this way. shoving pumpkins up your ass, because you always talk about it in the fall, shoving pumpkins up your ass, and it's just well, that's you, how you like... celebrate spooky season, right? <laughs> we almost, like, we fucking die. That would be the death of me, me laughing to death, and it would read, laugh to death over Scott shoving pumpkins up his ass. <laughs> oh, I love it. Instead of the, what do they call it, the Halloween log? It's like, Scott with logs. <laughs> 
Scott shoving a log. <laughs> anyway, that's also on Shutter. You definitely Scott search it. Smoke show taking a log. <laughs> you know what? It'd be better than some of the shit Shutter's picked up this year. They're like, skin him a ringer. Scott shoving pumpkins up his ass. The <laughs> mm. act. <laughs> Shutter, get a hold of me. Shutter, this is your time. We should get Shutter as a sponsor too. We they still haven't created children's Shutter that just has Watership Down playing on repeat over and over. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they haven't picked that up yet. They should. I don't know. I don't know why we're just trendsetters over here. Anyway, back to the elevator or elevator game is available on all the Shutters as well as the AMC Plus channels. So if you subscribe to any of those and I don't know. You really like urban legends and teeny bopper movies. Check it out. If not, I I think you can safely skip it. I don't think you're going to miss anything. Yeah. Now, you didn't watch this next one, did you? I did not. Well, this one's for all the dudes that like to jerk off to scout Taylor Compton. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Comp. Yeah. People fucking love her. She's okay, but like, she's not a great actor. She's like average. Yes. Like, she's fine. Yeah, she's just fine. She's there, right? And like, she's pretty. Don't get me wrong. She's pretty. But like, I'm just like, why is everyone fucking obsessed with her? But anyway, um, this is called Captive. It's an 80 minute runtime. Pray for Dawn. A group of stoners break into a house for a weekend party, but realize all is not well after finding a mysterious stranger held captive in the basement. Uh, All right, let me make something very clear here. 15 minutes into this film, you're going to be like, oh, I get what's happening here. There's some hanky panky with this stranger in the basement. But that being said, it is a very interesting, well done, low budget film. The practical effects are great, in my opinion. The plot moves quickly enough for an 80 minute runtime. I was not bored. Um, there's some sexy type of scenes in here if you like that kind of thing. I wouldn't say it's like overly pornographic or anything like that, but there is some sexiness. And there's a, an interesting little twisty do that they do at the end um, that I thought was interesting. This movie is not probably going to knock your socks off, but for a low budget mysterious film about uh, meeting somebody and them not being who they seem... I quite enjoyed this. Yeah, it's like online dating, just like that, Scott. Um, so only Dave Bailey has watched this so far out of the podcasters we know, and he has given it a three star. So I would be right there with Dave. I thought it was quite enjoyable. So if this is something that you're interested in, it will be available on VOD and probably Tubi at some point. Um, it was a screener that... I happen to watch, but eventually this bad boy is going to drop, I would assume, Tubi or VOD. I think it's worth a rental, if, especially if you like Scout Taylor Compton. If you if you like her, then I definitely say it's worth it. And at an 80-minute runtime, it's low budget done right. I I enjoyed it. I Do I think it will be on my top end-of-the-year list? No. But did I think it was a shitty film? Absolutely not. Uh, so good recommendation, solid compared to other stuff. Better than the elevator game, not as good as the boogeyman. Somewhere in between. Now your microphone's up, Scott. So you sound like you're yelling far away. There we oh, go. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was eating the rest of my grapefruit. No, uh, it's okay. You got all these juices going on. I understand. Yeah. Well, this one's, I did not read this. I would read. 
watch this one. So you're going to have to fill us in on this bad boy. All right. So the next one is called The Sixth Secret. Uh, it's a 90-minute runtime. The uh, tagline is, One Secret Too Many. At a late-night seance attended by 12 people, the medium announces that five secrets will be revealed before midnight. There might, however, be one more, the darkest of them all. Um, this was kind of like a dark comedy mystery with just a tiny little bit of horror with the seance stuff going on. Um, Eric and I had watched this. We found it on Amazon. So it's like one of the few Amazon movies I've watched this year. It's not made by them, but it's on their prime. Um, and yeah, it was not bad. It kind of gave me a, uh, her and I both said it, it kind of gave us vibes of the clue the movie oh okay like where it's just like you know twist after twist after twist all this is going on you don't know what is go like who is doing what and like all these different secrets are getting revealed found the acting to be interesting um nice it's definitely a little more of a slow burn but at the same time i had fun with it it was it's nothing like amazing but mm. like it was an easy watch and just something a little off, uh, a little different than the typical horror stuff we've been watching. And yeah, I had fun with it. I had a decent, uh, yeah, the mystery itself kept me guessing um, and definitely has uh, is in that category of uh, twist I didn't see coming for when we do our awards. It could be in there. Oh, OK. Nice. Could be it could be in the running. Like, but yeah, it was. For an independent uh, lower budget film, I found this to be, yeah, fairly entertaining. Um, not many people have watched it. Uh, let's see. Only three people on my list. And so far, I'm the highest rating of a three. Uh, Tim Walker gave it a two. Uh, some guy named R.C. Uh, R. Cruz gave it a one. Good old sexy Matt Wood gave it a one. Matt, uh, I, wa I want to read his review. He says, this is hold on. Very... Let me get my let me get my lube out first. Uh, OK, OK. <laughs> I can picture it in Matt's voice. Hold on. I'm, I'm picturing an angry middle aged DJ. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Matt. Love oh, you. We love you, Matt. Uh, <laughs> and he says, this is a very bad version of a murder mystery theme night with an with AM drama actors. The acting's bad and over the top. The story's boring and it drags and drags. <laughs> <laughs> He's so two funny. doses of secret poison out of 10 um but no i i thought yeah for a low budget independent film like i thought the actors were decent and yeah they were over the top but i felt that was kind of the whole purpose of it okay. and um like and yeah i just had a much way better time with it than matt wood did <laughs> yeah that sounds like most things in life um matt's just an angry cunt you know, he just <laughs> he is. is. But he's our cunt. And he's our favorite. He um, we love Matt. And Matt, I'll be there soon. Well, Scott will probably release this after I've come back from the UK. But Actually, no. Can, no? I, I'll say I'll be releasing uh, our last recorded episode uh, sometime today or tomorrow. And then uh -huh. I plan on, I'm debating on releasing this one uh, next week or in two weeks. Like on back on our regular schedule awesome well i will be coming back from the uk if you release it in two weeks exactly so, yeah, you'll be, so i'll be back we'll be... already so I'm matt back. will yeah, be able to true. find me in england and fucking kick the shit out of me <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll talk hot other blimey <laughs> we like have like a we both wear those like old caps and we're like staffing as we're <laughs> gonna go fight each other <laughs> or it's like last night in soho he's like um, the villain in that. What's the guy's name that plays the villain in Last Night in Soho that marries 
not marries, but oh, becomes shit. the boyfriend. I can't remember right now. Like, I kind of have a crush on him. I like him a lot. I think he's super sexy. Um, fuck, I can't remember the actor's name. But yeah, that's what Matt and I are going to act out <laughs> scenes together last night. And so it's going to be last night in Newcastle <laughs> and last night in Liverpool. Because I think that that's the closest that I'll be to him is when I'm in Liverpool. Um, see if I can find him. Oh, that was, uh, I think it was Matt Smith. Yes, Matt Smith. Bite lip. Mm. Doctor Who actor. Yeah, it's too bad he was in that shit. But yeah, he's uh, he's cool. And he was also in uh, that vampire movie that came out last year, that vampire DC one. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was in that Morbius movie. Because, yeah, uh, I don't think I ever mentioned that, but uh, Jaden had me watch that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. What did you uh, think? <laughs> I know, he, huh? He, he made me watch it because he's like, it's funny because of the memes. The movie's not good. So he's like, so I watched. I was like, I've heard bad, but all right, let's throw it on. And oh, yeah. God. <laughs> you got to watch it for the kid, right? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? For sure. <laughs> Re- reality, Jaden's sitting there. He's like, Scott made me watch that. <laughs> oh, he's already seen it before. So he's just like, he wanted to torture me with it is what he was kind of uh, saying. See, that's a good young man right there. It's like Saw in the making. You have Connor- a choice. It was funny, too, because Connor came out halfway through the movie, and he's like, what the hell? You guys are watching this terrible movie? Jaden, what are you doing? <laughs> it says something when the older brother's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, good old times. Anyway, um, so sorry. Did you recommend this movie or not? Yeah. <laughs> we went on yes, some other rant. So sorry, Scott. You do? Okay. Yeah, I, I think this is, uh, if, if you have Prime, I say it's worth a watch if you're in the mood for a murder mystery, like Clue, and kind of almost gave me, uh, what was the one that came out on sh- uh, Brooklyn 45? Mm, mm, okay. Well, and it's on the Amazon E, right? Yep. So it's on the Amazon Prime if you're interested. Next one I'm going to talk about will be available on the Shutter eventually, I believe. Um, right now it is VOD. Birth, Rebirth. This is a 96-minute runtime. And I know what you're thinking, pregnancy horror. It is not full pregnancy horror. Pregnancy is part of it, but it is not a major focus of it. Uh, and this is a horror film. I know there's someone out there who doesn't think it is. This film's about zombies. I don't I don't know how you can think it's a horror film. But anyway, um, everybody has potential. A single mother and a childless mortician. Well, they're both doctors, actually. So the single mother is a doctor and the mortician is actually a doctor as well, just so we're clear. Are bound together by their relationship to a little girl. They reanimated after the dead, after the, the daughter was dead. So if you're thinking reanimator, pet cemetery, you're along the lines of what this movie's going to be about. Okay. Um, I think this is a really well done film. It has a 3.1 rating on the letter. I'm sorry, 3.4 rating on the letterbox. I I thought it was extremely well acted, extremely well written, provides a lot of good ethical questioning. Uh, Miranda Ireland is in this. Judy Rees is in this, uh, who most people would know from Scrubs. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. And Miranda was in I Am Legend, Revolutionary Rose. She was also in The Boogeyman, The Empty Man, um, The Dark and the Wicked. She played the sister in The Dark and the Wicked. So, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, good actress. Um, very, very good quality acting. I found this movie quite enjoyable. Uh, at a 96 run time, 96 minute runtime, this does not overstay its its welcome. It's very much like Reanimator or uh, Pet Cemetery kind of theme. What happens when we bring people back? 
um, oh, okay. and the ethical side of it. So if you're interested, it is available on iTunes, Voodoo, Google, Amazon, and finally, what's this last one down here? Spectra on demand. So check it out if you're interested. Um, and yeah, I think you would like it, Scotty. So I would definitely recommend you watch it. Okay. I'm going to add that to my watch list on Letterboxes. I'm trying to do that now because I keep forgetting what movies to watch. And you can say whether you think it's a horror film or not. Well, you know, you and I usually kind of line up with that. Well, it's because we're super smart. <laughs> That's true, we are. And and we have something called lower expectations. <laughs> like Mad TV. Yep, I remember that. Oh, fuck, Mad TV was the bum digs. Wow, yeah, it's got some pretty high reviews from people I'm following. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Honestly, I uh, I do recommend it. I uh, It will probably be close to my top 20. I thought it was well done. Nice. Very well done. So the next one will not be if I had a bottom. I don't do <laughs> bottoms, but if I did, I'm always on top. Oh, I do bottoms. Oh, yeah. You like to be the bottom. I like to be on top. I like to do the. You know, they have this thing with women where they're told that if you don't know how to ride a cock, you should do the alphabet with your hips. I think you've told me that before. But, but could you? I probably did. But I want you to imagine a, a b. b. <laughs> like we're both well, doing it right now. now. I'm, I'm curious. Is it lowercase or uppercase? I think it's supposed to be uppercase. And when it comes to uh, Z, for you Canadians and uh, everybody else, Z, how do you do that? Z e e. <laughs> Honestly, right? I could just imagine, like, you get this chick on top of me. <laughs> She's, like, fucking doing the oh, alphabet. What if you're in a different country and your alphabet's really weird, like the Russian alphabet? How do you do that oh, one? Oh, I don't know. That It's a very Anglophone version of sex, is it not? It's just... See, people in other countries don't need to know that stupid instruction. They just know how to ride a dick. That's all. That's the difference, right? So, I don't know. This movie could go suck a dick. It was so horrible. This movie was what? called Zombie Town. Yeah, I was just gonna say, make sure you name it so people know what to Oh, yeah. It. Like, I... Fucking, you know, R.L. Stein was a great teenage. Well, he wasn't a teenage, but he wrote great books for teenagers. The Fierce Straga was Chef's Kiss. That was a fun three movie set that was dropped on Netflix two years ago. It was a great adaptation of R.L. Stein books brought to life. The Goosebump series should, is better than this piece of garbage that they created. The Goosebump series had better acting and better writing and better effects than this piece of garbage. Which isn't saying much, okay? That was a TV fucking show. So well, there was the Goosebump movie too. Oh yeah, those would look like Academy Award films compared to this piece of garbage. So this was a 93-minute runtime, a curse film, a town full of zombies. Two teens are the only hope. Amy and Mike unearth a century-old curse when they decide to watch an exclusive film reel. The duel must track down an infamous filmmaker and navigate a town of hungry zombies to save the world. Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd were in this, and I don't know how they managed to fucking get these people here. I have no idea how much money they threw at them. My favorite review is this. Everyone in my theater walked out before the 30-minute mark, but I stuck it out. I persevered. So just know that I'm not being all hyperbolic when I say this was legitimately one of the worst films I have ever seen. Wow. Like, I think this says it perfect. I'm going to give this line away. A film so incompetently written that it's believed that someone taking a piss outside should be considered character development. Not wrong. That is considered a major piece of character development of this film is this kid not being able to pee outside. 
Yes. This would be an insult to the very worst of Disney Channel writing. I've seen YouTube fan films with higher caliber acting and production quality. I could not agree more. This movie was fucking garbage. It it had shitty acting. The writing was horrible. I don't even quite get what the plot was because it was so stupid. Because the dialogue kept pulling you out. I I don't know how they watched this movie when it was completed and went, oh yeah, we should release that. Like, I wouldn't even show this to kids. Because mm, wow, the plot is so fucking stupid. Like, when the character development, like, this person's not wrong, is about this guy not being able to pee outside because he saw a zombie movie that scared him when he was a little kid. We have some issues. Yeah, that's... And somehow this garbage got released in a theater. Anyway. Don't watch this movie. Don't have your kids watch this movie. This is not a Halloween movie that you should watch. Fucking go back and watch Hubie Halloween for fuck's sakes. That is a better fucking Halloween movie than this piece of garbage. That's saying something. Watch Spirit Halloween that came out last year at Halloween time. That one's a better one than this piece of garbage. Watch Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That's a better movie than this piece of garbage. Watch the Freer Streak saga that came out two years ago. That's better than this piece of garbage. This was an insult to R.L. Stein and R.L. Stein fans, and I don't know how it was allowed to be fucking made. Horrible. Horrible. And your mic's up still, Scott. But that's okay. It kind of felt like you were yelling from afar on how shitty it was, which was just (laughs) fine. It's terrible, and I haven't even watched it yet. God damn right? this movie. Right, honestly. So yeah, skip this shit. Zombie Town sucks. Do not watch it. Good to know, because yeah, I watched yeah. the trailer, and I'm going, I'm good. No. And like, I don't know how much they played Dan Aykroyd. Like, he must be out of money. I don't understand. Maybe him and Chevy Chase have fallen on some hard times. I don't know what's going on. But this was garbage. Garbage. Garbage, yeah, garbage, I, garbage. I will be avoiding. Yes, avoid it at all costs. It's honestly... You'll get, you'll lose years of your life that you'll never get back again. All right. Well, one that I definitely will say don't avoid because this was a nice little uh, surprise uh, is a one that I came across on Tubi recently called Natty Knox. Uh, it's a 90 minute runtime. Uh, the synopsis is on Halloween Eve, Brit and the kids she is babysitting have to survive the horror of serial killer Abney Honeywell who is himself the traumatized son of B-movie horror legend Natty Knox. Uh, This stars Robert England, Bill Moseley, and Danielle Harris. Um, But yeah, this is kind of like one of those uh, urban legend type movies where it's like, you know, like there's this woman called Natty Knox and if uh, Natty knocks nine times, so you got to go to the door and knock nine times and... There's all this urban legend in this town after these events have happened, and uh, it is on Halloween, so it kind of uh, fits the whole Halloween season. I really had a good time with this one. I thought this was a pleasant surprise because I heard nothing of this film, Uh, and yeah, I thought everybody did a really good job acting-wise. I thought it was uh, very entertaining from beginning to end. It had some really creepy moments to it, and... Yeah, there's a little bit of cheesiness, but I think that just kind of adds to it. Okay, and I have to good. say, definitely making me feel old when Danielle Harris is um, is the mother of, of two teenage kids in this movie. <laughs> ah! Well, we <laughs> like, are at that yep, age. We are getting there in that age. But um, yeah, I highly recommend this one. I had a great time with it. It was an easy watch. 
fit the spooky season. And spooky like, I, And I kind of like these like urban legend type films. And yeah, it was fun. I highly recommend it. Um, only the four people seen it. Um, our good old buddy Xander Kane, Dave Bailey, uh, gave it seven, uh, three and a half out of five. Uh, someone just called Movies Review gave it two stars. Uh, Catherine Adams does not have the rating, so I'm wondering if she just kind of keeps a list like you do. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a guy that gave it. Then one guy named Oh, and Kevin Adams only gave it one star. So apparently yeah, they, 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 uh, Kevin, uh, they're tough. Me. They're tough raters. But yeah, honestly, like I'm with Dave Bailey on this one. This was a four out of five for me. Like I had a great fucking time with this movie. Fuck yeah. Sounds awesome. I'm going to watch it before I leave. You should. I definitely recommend it. And hopefully it's on your Tubi. It is. I just checked and awesome. added it to my Tubi watch list. Hell yeah. Um, so I've, as a good podcaster fashion, I have been continuing to watch all the new releases that drop on the shuddy. Um, and... The one I watched was Bloodflower. This is a 102-minute runtime. A young apprentice healer tries to suppress his supernatural ability so he can fit in with the other kids. But when a malicious spirit breaks into his apartment, he decides to use his abilities while dark family secrets are revealed. Um, no. <laughs> yes and no. Uh, this movie um, isn't... Well, okay. This movie is not bad. I will say this. Um... It is a, a very good exorcism film. It is done. It is an international film. And I, I don't know which country it is from, but it is from a country that we haven't seen a lot of movies from. I don't believe this is Thai. I think I don't, this one may have been Malaysian. I think it's Malaysian because there is some individuals who I assume are Muslim because they're wearing hijabs. Um, and there's a lot of like talk of Allah and stuff as their faith when they're trying to combat spirits. Okay. So um, I think Malaysian's a good way to. I think it's it's very much Malaysian horror. The special effects are very much Malaysian horror. Excellent. This movie starts off looking like they had two cents to rub together for a budget. As it moves along, you see a lot more quality in the film. It does jump around a lot, so it's not a film that you can turn away from. It will need your attention the entire time. It's a nice. It's a, it's nice to see an exorcism film that doesn't focus on Christianity. Yes. So I think that if you want to see an exorcism film that focuses on a different faith and a different way that they believe in removing demons from people, watch this film. Um, All right. <clears throat> it's not your typical exorcism film that we are used to in a Christian form Nathan, nation. I say Christian nation because it tends to be the most popular types of ex exorcism movies that are made this year. Yeah, but I was like, gonna say, uh, but it's and for me, most exorcism films I cannot stand, but ones from different countries are usually my favorites because they do something different and it's their religion. Well, and it's not constantly hearing about Christianity all over again. Like if I if someone said to me, What's a better exorcism film that came out this year? The Pope's Exorcist or Bloodflower, I would say Bloodflower. Okay. I think it's a more interesting take on it. Yes, there's some plot holes in it. Yes, there's some stuff that doesn't overly make sense, but I think in terms of what they're using in terms of the faith to fight these demons, it's it's very fascinating. It is available on the Shutter. I will say watch it, but you got to enjoy international horror and you got to be willing to read subtitles and it's going to need your full attention. So it's on all the shutters and of course all the AMCs and currently it's sitting at a 3.0 rating. Um, and Dave Bailey is the only one we know that has watched it, and he has given it 
three and a half stars. Nice. And then I don't think you watched this last one, did you? No, I did not watch this one yet. I came across Nettie Knox and I decided I wanted to watch that first. Before ah, this one. That's good. Bring something different, right? Exactly. So I watched The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. This was a 91-minute runtime. Death can be cured. Um, Vakira is a brilliant teenager who believes death is a disease that can be cured. After the brutal and sudden murder of her mother, she embarks on a dangerous journey to bring him back to life. This is definitely a Frankenstein film, a modern-day telling of Frankenstein, combined with some social issues, which we all know is like the perfect pairing for me. I really enjoyed this. I know Tim Davis gave it two and a half stars and he said it was an okay movie, but it wasn't for him. And I respect that. I think that's a really valid way to look at this film. This film will not be for everybody. This is a very much a social message in this film. It faces racism head on. It faces, it faces privilege head on. Um, and realities of what it could be like to live in specific areas where you are targeted because of your race. Okay. So, you know, if for some reason that bothers you, then don't watch it. <laughs> but if it doesn't, it's also a great little modern day monster film, but it's not going to be for everyone. Do I think it's for you, Scott and Erica? Yes. I think okay. you guys would appreciate it. I think you would enjoy it. I think you would get behind the young lady um in it and i think the ending would make you be like holy fuck that's interesting the ending went a place that i was surprised that it would go this will definitely be possibly actually probably will be in my top 20 nice yeah close to top 10 i enjoyed it that much um it was you know spoke the heather's language connected with me i thought it was a very good film it is available on itunes google play youtube microsoft store um rent it it's worth the money with the caveat of what i said if what i said does not sound like your thing then skip over this one um it may not be for you now you have some stuff to add to add about some some movies you want to talk about yes because so uh i've been playing catch up lately and uh watching a lot of the uh movies that you've already talked about the bigger movies so i just wanted to kind of bring my thoughts to them so i watched little bone lodge and i just gotta say damn that was a really good movie like i'm glad that i finally got to see it um the acting in that was incredible i wasn't sure exactly where it was going the entire time um but yeah that one's there's a good chance that could be in my top 10 i loved it that much um the next one was talk to me finally got to see talk to me and yay holy shit that movie was so freaking good it was yes it was exactly what like i was hoping it to be like just you know like it was from a24 so i was hoping for some Really creepy A24 goodness, and it delivered in spades. There was some really terrifying moments in it, and I already want to watch this movie again. I loved it that much. There were some movie, there were some scenes in here where I'm just going, Jesus Christ, like it just, mm-hmm. well, like a very effective horror film. Did it make and, you jump? Uh, I don't remember it making me jump, but man, it There was made one me... scene that made me almost pee pee my pants in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, it, no, it definitely had my uh, jaw hanging open for a few scenes. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Um, and yeah, Tim Davis talked about how, like, you know, this had a great represent representation of what teenagers really do when they're hanging out. Like, uh, you're, they're not always hanging out having these big fucking house parties and crazy shit. It's more just like 
a close-knit group of people getting together and just talking shit and swearing and just, you know, just hanging out and chilling and just kind of doing something small instead of, like, always these big-ass parties like American horror films always seem to have. Um, so, yeah, this was amazing. Definitely in my top five. Gonna be, like, I'm not sure where it'll place yet, but this one is really high up for me. And then the last one that I watched was The Last Voyage of the Demeter. This one, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it, but was hoping for a little more being that it was Andre Overdahl. Um, yeah, it's a hard was... movie because, like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, like, right. and honestly, I didn't have any really, like, there wasn't a great bit of suspense for me. It was just a really cool monster movie because, yeah, it. I'm with Luffy on this one from Horror for, or Dummies of Horror because uh, I didn't feel this was Dracula. Like, really? I just felt more like it was just a vampire that's, you know, more more along the lines of, like, half-formed bat. Like, I just, I, I get where... Tim's argument was about how, you know, Dracula doesn't always have to present himself as suave and debonair or whatever. No, of course not. But no, this just looked like just random bat monster. But I think this is closer to the original conception of Dracula. Because uh, if you look at the original movie, the black and white one, <coughs> he wasn't a handsome dude. Well, no, I wasn't even saying it was like, I'm not even <coughs> Because even like Nosferatu, like that's yeah. a stuff. Like, but Nosferatu was you know a hideous guy as well. But he looked more humanoid. I I just yeah, I don't I don't buy this as Dracula nearly as much. But like mm -hmm. I say, I still don't have a problem with it. It was still a fun movie. Uh, runtime could have been shortened. It was two hours, and yeah, it could have been shortened a little bit. Did what did you think of the main protagonist? Main protagonist I thought was good. Did you? Okay. Yeah, I, I thought I thought all the characters in this were good. Did you notice a little man that from Cobwebs, the kid? Yes, yes, I did. Hey, it's a good little actor. He is. I hope yeah. he continues to get work. I think he's uh, not bad at all. So. But, but yeah, I like I said, I had a good time with it, but it was just kind of just it was about the level of the boogeyman for me. Just you know, it was good, entertaining, definitely. Uh, it might, because of the way 2023 is, it might be in my top 20, but we'll see. I, um, did you not, weren't you not appreciated when you watched Talk to Me about to see, like, teenagers that actually look like real people? Yeah. Like, are you not glad we're out of this 2000s, everyone looks like a fucking supermodel and is white with blonde hair and the guy looks like he just finished a set at the gym? Yeah, we're actually getting true <laughs> representation. Like, what people look like. Like, none of these people were overly, like, hot or anything. Stereotypically hot. But, like, yeah. I look, I'm like, oh, these look like teenagers. Yeah, True teenagers like that would hang people. out, right? And I think that creates a better connection to your story. And it can make it scarier because then you truly do believe that it could happen to you. Exactly. Instead of just these over-the-top model-looking people. And I think you tend to get better acting then, too. Yes. Oh, I thought all the actors in Talk to Me, especially the main the main character, was extremely good. Like, I thought, like, that she would definitely be up there for protagonist for me. Um, you really wanted to see her be okay. I did, but at the same time, there were points where I'm just going, why are you doing this? Yeah. I, maybe we'll do a quick spoiler sometime, because I want to ask you if you thought one of the apparitions were who they said they were. I don't think they were. Okay. You don't think so either? Mm -mm. 
I don't think I think it was something playing, evil. Yeah, I think it was playing tricks with her. Yeah, I thought so too. Well, those are our 2023 watches so far. So I would say the angry black girl and her monster, Bloodflower, Natty Knockers, Birth Natty Rebirth. Knockers. <laughs> Sorry, Nat is it Natty Knox? Yeah, Natty not Knox. Natty Knox, not Knockers, but hey, you know. Um, Birth Rebirth and the Boogeyman are are probably our tops, I would say. Yeah, I'll say like uh we, you know, we finally actually came in with some good ones. Yeah, we've been coming in, we've been coming in with good ones. Yeah, like it's not we've just all bad anymore. With good ones. Speaking of good ones. I uh, do another show, Slumber Party Massacre podcast, and we had to pick movies that we've never seen before. And I picked Critters. Um, yeah, I was like, because you asked me, like, what would you recommend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you were like, well, you've never seen Critters. And I'm like, fuck, no, I haven't. Um, 19, 1986, 86 run minute runtime. Uh, this one had some bangers in it, huh? Like, we got D. Wallace. We had Billy Zane. We had Lynn Shay. Man. Oh, yeah. This was, we had some uh, people. Yeah, this was like a who's who of 80s uh, actors for sure. Shit. I, uh, anyway, the synopsis for those who haven't seen Critters is, they eat so fast you don't have time to scream. A massive ball of furry creatures from another world eats their way through a small town, small Midwestern town, followed by intergalactic, intergalactic bounty hunters, opposed by only militant town people. Um, that movie was great. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. the like, bounty like, hunters... Yeah, the bounty hunters were hilarious and how they would like absorb different looks. Yeah. And then the bowling alley scene was hilarious and the critters were really funny. Like the oh. part where the one gets shot and the other one's like, fuck, and it gets shot too. I, yeah, that I, I love that scene so much because it's like the, this this movie knows what it is. It's they yeah, know it's, it's a they know it's a ripoff. They are ripping off gremlins. So they're like, we're just going to be silly with this. But yeah, that is one of my all time favorite scenes. And I still giggle every time it happens is when that gr when that critter gets shot and the other one just goes, fuck. <laughs> right. Like it's 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 a fucking fun film. I really, really did enjoy it. I'm glad I finally watched it. I think I might watch two or three. Um, yeah, two is actually an Easter movie, and there's not many right. Easter horror films. Yeah, oh, I'll have to watch that. And would you like them two and three? I actually like one, two, three, and four. They go. Uh, the quality of them definitely starts to drop. But okay. um, part three actually has the very first appearance of um, Leonardo. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Nice. He's a very young boy. Um, but yeah, do not watch anything after part four because there was a web series that came out on Shudder that was god awful. And then there's Critters Attack, which I never bothered to watch because I also heard that was absolutely horrible. No, oh, well, that's good to know. I enjoyed it, though. I'm glad I finally watched it. Finally yeah, hit it off awesome. my bucket list. Power of the night. I love that song. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. It is catchy. Fuck, it was great. And what did you watch here? Uh, this was a uh, one that Eric and I watched on To Be Tuesday. It's called Christy from 2014. Let me pull up the synopsis. So this one is uh the tagline: Run for your life. Uh, 86 minute runtime came out in 2014. When a college girl who is alone on campus over the Thanksgiving break and is targeted by a group of outcasts. She must conquer her deepest fears to outwit them and fight back. So this one kind of um, has almost like a social media aspect to it back in 2014 because these mm. uh, killers are uh, hunting down what they always call a Christie. There's the character that they're the woman they're hunting down is never named, not always named Christie. They just call her Christie for their web series that they are filming and Got they're it. letting 
people vote on how to kill him and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, that just some really creepy bad people just uh, run into her at a gas station and follow her back to her campus where the campus is basically just empty besides security guard and a few janitors and stuff like is that. Is it all cool J is the security guard? Yes. No, but it oh, is man. a, uh, it is a black man. <laughs> oh no, no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. Racial but, stereotyping alive I, and well. Oh, absolutely. This was pretty uh, entertaining. It had some very intense moments, obviously a little hokey here and there, but I had a good time with this one. I thought it was like, cause I, uh, this was one Erica just kind of stumbled across and we watched the trailer and we're going, oh, this looks pretty good. Let's check it out. And yeah, we had a good time with it. It sounds like something I would like. Yeah, I think you would dig this one. Mm, nice and that's on the tubies yes it is i never Uh, said where the critties is i guess i should say where you can find that hold on (sighs) sorry sorry are we gonna say something else scott i was saying yeah it's on tubi right now but i think it was on the in the leaving now category or leaving soon category but uh it's also on hoopla voodoo and pluto and critters is on amazon apple tv google play Amazon video. I don't know. Amazon video is on here twice. I guess because you can buy it or rent it on right. Cineplex. Or I don't know if you bought the fucking Blu-ray like everyone oh, else that probably listens there, to this fucking. There is an amazing Scream Factory Blu-ray box set of these four of the four original Critters movies. And it's I need that box set in my life. Look at you talking horror, horror nerd talk. Scream Factory box set. We don't talk like that on this show, Scott. Oh, but with movies like that, I have to have in my collection because I want to get back into getting my movie collection going now that my basement is back to normal. Yeah, and now that it's creepy, now that it's spooky for all the time because spooky yep. season is a lifestyle, Scott. It is. You think this is an act? This is a lifestyle. And this is who I am as a person. So, yeah, we're going to talk about for our Out of the Dark, Bo was Afraid. Because yeah. I finally watched it. Yay. And as we know, Scott is a much bigger Addy Aster fan. Artie Aster. How did I say that? Did I say it right? Addy Aster? Ari Aster fan than I am. Uh, I respect his movies. I, I do like the stuff he's done. Uh, but Scott wasn't sure how I'd feel about Bo is Afraid. And to be honest, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about Bo is Afraid. It's a long film. And, you know, I... I find Midsommar a little bit whiny. Sorry, Lance. Um, It gets a little whiny. It gets a little much. um, But I respect it and what it's done for folklore horror and all that other stuff. So I was not sure how I would feel about this film. And I messaged Scotty. I got an, an hour and a half in and I said, wow, Scott, this is a really good movie. And I think Scott was shocked. I, I absolutely was. Because I... <laughs> I was thinking you were going to message me going, what the fuck? <laughs> and and this is a spoiler review. So it's been out for a while now. I think it came out in February or March, right? No, not, not, it was in the summer. Oh, why do I think it was so much longer? I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, because I think I went and seen this in May or June with my buddy Justin. Okay. So it was pre-Erica moving in. Yes. Okay, so when I say, oh, so, okay, like late early summer. That's why I'm like, yeah. it was a July. <laughs> You're right. Summer does exist in May and June. So I, uh, wow, this movie. Um, first off, it's definitely a horror film. 
Uh, right? I, I can't understand the debate that it's not. And I feel like people put that label on films when they need feel the need to justify either liking it or not liking it. And so it fits their own criteria. You know, I could argue that Midsommar is not a horror film because there's yeah. just as much horror in Bo is Afraid that there's in Midsommar. Like there's like there's death in both. There's weird shit that happens in both. Some really dark shit that happens in both. Dark shit that happens in both. But if you think Midsummer is a horror film, then definitely Bo is Afraid is a is a horror film. So um to me what this movie did an exceptional job on is highlighting societal fears. Scotty had a slightly different take on it. Um, but my take on it was this reflects so many fears in society rolled up. The fear of homeless people attacking you. There's a poster about a brown LaCruz spider being free in an apartment building, which is impossible in New York City. The spider wouldn't survive of the climate in New York City to be running around an apartment building. Um, the the bow getting the cops called on him because he doesn't have a dollar seventy nine to pay for the bottle of water he gets and getting shot at. Like there's so like counting a chick dying while they're having sex. Like the list goes on drinking paint smoking weed being picked up by some weird ass people that like you think are going to help you but they're drugging you up all the time like the list goes on and on and Joaquin Phoenix if he doesn't get an Academy Award nomination for this fucking performance then it just proves to me that the Oscars are bullshit because he makes this movie like he, oh, he sells this character without being annoying. Like you feel empathy for this guy without hating him because he's annoying. Scott, sorry. You wanted to. No, I was just going to say, oh, absolutely. Because Ari Aster, that is one thing this director always does. And he gets performances out of his actors. Incredible, like incredible. And I know you had a slightly different take. I saw it about societal fears all being thrown on this one guy for three hours um and even the ending scene where he's drowning and no one does anything that's yeah. like a nightmare that people have all the fucking time like it 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 to me just just played on every single fear you could have in society which is why even more than ever i think this is a horror film now it may not be a horror film that's right for you and that's absolutely fine you know not everybody likes specific horror films i'm notorious for not liking what is the is it the black coat's daughter yes is that yeah i don't like that film it's not my thing but i would never turn back and be like it's not a horror movie cuz i don't like it <laughs> it's right. not for me right and and yes other people like it they're into it coolio i'm not a huge fan of the witch i think it's okay but i would never be like it's not a horror movie because i don't like it so right, i think exactly. <laughs> so that's where i stand on this but you had a different take yeah, and my take kind of plays off of yours a bit because the way I look at it is Bo has extreme, like to the far extreme, overdone version of social anxiety, which plays off of these worries and fears that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And like, I see this as like a look in the psyche of uh, Bo. And, like, all the fears that he has, the worries he has about everything around him and where he's living, what the events that are taking place, his worry about not pleasing his mother, and, like, his fear of sex and the anxiety that causes. Like, I deal with anxiety, so, like, I get where it's, like, you just something simple like 
uh, this homeless man's going to attack me. You could be like, you could think that, and all of a sudden your brain's going, oh, yeah, this homeless man's going to fucking murder the shit out of me, blah, 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 blah. Like, and it just mm-hmm. ramps it up in your head. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how anxiety is. And so, like, because I also look at it as, you know, Ari Aster is great at covering emotions and also covering mental illness in a way that is very representative in film to, like, you know, be true and authentic to what people struggle with and just kind of show it in a visual art. And, yeah, like, I feel like this movie just digs into that anxiety and fear that people have, like, internally that just constantly like for some people just constantly keeps going like i had an anxiety attack uh last week that affected me for almost an entire week because like i just couldn't stop getting my mind off of something and it just kept it's escalating and escalating and escalating making it worse than it actually was do you and, see what you've done tim davis thanks a lot tim just yeah it's kidding. all your fault tim um but and the one thing i was gonna ask you like i have a feeling you're gonna be the exact opposite of me but i I was going to ask you this, so this is my thoughts on it, but uh, I thought all of this that happened, happened, but everything was amplified in his head. Yeah, I would agree. I think that, yeah, I think that it was all these things were fears supersized, right? Um, I think they did happen, but it was like every fear and phobia in society shoved together. And shouts out to Nathan Lane, shout outs to Parker Posey, um, nice to see them in films, even if having a small bit part. Um, yes, especially Nathan Lane. I haven't seen him in anything in a while. Yeah. You know, when he walked into the scene, I was like, oh, nice. Nathan Lane. Sick. Um, but I, I, I think it takes a lot to keep a three hour movie interesting. I think yes. that's a really, really hard thing to do. And I honestly think there's very few writers and directors that can pull that off. Yeah. And this is someone that pulled it off and yeah. it may not be a movie for everybody. And that's okay. You know, as I said earlier, there's movies out there that are revered by the horror community that I am not a huge fan of. It doesn't make them bad. Like I find the shining boring, honestly, like I get halfway through the shining. Like, can we get to the good part? Like right. The part where the nope, chase happens. That. Can we just get to the chase? Right. Like, and that doesn't mean the Shining's not a masterpiece or an excellent film. It just doesn't work for me and my personal taste. But this movie, to me, as you pointed out, Scotty, is the perfect reflection reflection of anxiety and world events that are currently happening or things that are happening that we're also afraid of. Brought upon this one guy, and I stress again on the ability to present a character that you feel empathy for and you're still cheering for, even though in in theory, he's kind of annoying because he's protesting things and like getting upset throughout the whole thing. Like he's upset constantly. Oh yeah. And he's never happy. Just never happy. And you just feel sorry, but he presents it in a way where you're just feeling like, Oh, and I am somebody who doesn't have a high patience. Like I don't have a high tolerance generally speaking for people that are like that all the time. I don't. Right. It's one of my probably weaker part of my personalities is that I'm like, oh, for fuck's sakes, just suck it up. Right. And that's not a great way to approach things like that, because I don't know what's going on in somebody's head. I'm not there. So for but for me to not feel that way towards this dude was incredible that I was able to be like, oh, no, like, come on, let him just like, fuck, why can't he just get to his mom's place and not have anything happen to him and just be fine? Right. Like, why can't he just have that happen? And yeah. I, that's, I that's, sorry, a go ahead. that's a testament to Joaquin Phoenix's acting abilities. hundred percent. Like it, 
you know, I, I he we both know he's not going to be nominated. Of course we not. Both... This is going to get overshadowed or overlooked. Right. May and if he does, maybe because it's not, you know, and maybe that's why we don't want the horror label on it. You know, maybe if it's labeled as a drama mystery or thriller, then maybe it will have a shot. Um, but it's a shame because a performance like this, much like we've seen from Florence Pugh's performances. And Tony Collette. And Tony Collette. And other actors, Rebecca Hall, you know, yeah. like it, it gets overshadowed because it's in a horror movie. Yep. And, Absolutely. you know, and it's a shame. So this is a definitely horror. Um, it may not be for everybody, but it is definitely a horror film. And this is going to be my top 10, if not in my top five. That makes me so damn happy because, yeah, I yeah. did. I so expected you to be like, I respect what was done like you do with like Midsommar and Hereditary. Yep. Like, I respect them, but they're not for me. This is too what the fuck. But no, I'm so happy this one like is up there because, yeah, this is also top five, probably top three material for me. Like, I just love this movie and talking about it again just makes me want to go back and rewatch it because I guarantee there is something I missed and there's going to be something new I'll be able to pick up because that's how Ari Aster works with his films. So it's like his movies are always worth watching multiple times to pick up little pieces of something you may have missed the last time you know just i just got a, to it i just got a really fun idea that we should do scott when we hit our hundredth episode i'm not saying we should do a hundred movies but we should pick a list and since we've been podcasting we should pick our top 30 or top 50 movies so go through 2020 go through 2021 of all new releases and then rank those from the past four years that i like that that'd be fun and it'd be fun to go back and revisit movies that really, really stood out to us from different years and why. Yeah, that could even, like, that'll give me an excuse to rewatch some and yeah, like, yeah. just kind of, like, figure that. Yeah, that's I like that idea. Yeah, I think that'd be something more fun to do than what's our top 100 movies of all time. We don't, right, exactly. We don't need Scott and I to talk about the thing or scream for the 18th billion fucking time. Um, but maybe talking about what we've seen. And then maybe do a quick, like, a top, like, I, I don't know, a couple ones of, like, what were some first-time watches that really stood out to us. Yeah. Like, keep that yeah, maybe, small. Yeah, but, like, I'll ones that, that were, like... Do, like, uh, you know, what was our favorite theme that we covered in our podcast? Yeah. Like, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I think, because yeah. I think, uh, like, a little behind-the-scenes talk here, but I think, uh, yeah, like, we should do, like, a uh, little bit longer than normal episode for episode 100 because it is special. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think having those top ones from when we started podcasting to now will provide a little bit more. And for people that maybe have missed movies in the last couple of years that we feel have come out that really deserve, like I always go back in my med mind to Rent-A-Pal. I think Rent-A-Pal yes. was a fucking phenomenal film. Um, and there's just certain ones that have come out over the years that have taken my breath away. Um, and left me shocked. I and, completely uh, agree. Right? So it would be nice to go back and talk about those as well. You know, and Come Play was one that came out that I feel like never got... I know you said you heard podcasts talk about it, but I still don't feel like it got the love it disturbed. That was a really, really fucking good film. Now, compared um, to other films, it kind of got overshadowed, but it did make it... It did make it on quite a few people's top tens that year. Yeah. I do remember that. It's a shame it was released during the pandemic. Like, it, there was a lot of films like uh, We Need to Do Something, you yes. know. Um, Which, oh, by the way, Erica, uh, I came home one night and she, uh, I came home one day from work and she was in the middle of watching that one because she came across it on Hulu. Nice. And what did she, she think? Like, oh, she loved it. She's like, this movie is so fucked up. I'm like, right? <laughs> Such a good fucking film. 
Um, and our video one that we watched, the one about the video game, the low budget one. Oh yeah, live scream. Live scream. Um, also excellent, excellent film. Super Hot was pretty decent too. That was actually a really good film. Um, there was some good indie stuff that's come out over the years too that uh, that doesn't always get the love it deserves. Exactly, and I just gotta say, thank God for Letterbox for being able to keep records of all this shit. Because yeah, there oh, are yeah. a lot. Well, and that's why we have it, right? So we can go back and we can take a look at what we watched. Um, and for fun, I'm not a big fan of doing bottoms, but maybe we can do our dis our top ten disliked ones for a couple. Yeah, weeks. like our disappointed ones or something. <laughs> and then talk about how much we love halloween ends just so you guys know halloween ends is going to be our number one film for the last several years you hear that tim davis halloween ends best movie in the entire franchise you know i just really feel like Corey's character morphed into being a true advocate for the halloween series you know absolutely like it's you, we <laughs> all want to strive to be like Corey. and you know evil dies tonight i also want to go to a karaoke therapy session <laughs> We need, we need to talk about our trauma in a karaoke mic night. <laughs> Man, that's actually, if I look back to some of my favorite things, it was fucking critiquing Halloween kills and Halloween ends and us making fun of those fucking movies. Oh. And then making fun of Halloween band boys that were upset about it. <laughs> oh, so much fun. You know, and I've been disappointed too. Like, I understand. I've been looking forward to movies coming out and watch them and been like, what the fuck? <laughs> Right. <laughs> this piece of garbage, right? Um, I wonder if next year we'll see the final scream. Yeah, maybe. I, I guess know. it all depends on if this writer strike is over with and everything too. Oh yeah, I guess it all depends how much money it makes. Let's be realistic there too, right? Yeah, that's true. Fuck. Might not be the final scream. Though I will be very disappointed if they do not call this Scream Seven the final chapter. Because then you know we're getting another scream after that. You know, I um I was gonna say about that. That's funny to start off with. Um but does does are writers really needed for Scream? Like is the writing that you know what I mean? Is it that complex? <laughs> Oh, shots have like, been it's nowhere, fired. It's nowhere near as bad as Zombie Town. Zombie Town was probably one of the worst written movies I've seen. Like, I, what a piece of shit. That and Endsman this year. Like, Endsman <laughs> was the side of, like, complete stupidness. for me. And Skinamarink up there. Like, at least Skinamarink, you could kind of get what was going on. These kids were stuck in a house. Like, I didn't get why this lady lived on this island and what the fuck she was doing with all these flowers. But, like... This is that that was like artsy to a fault, and this was fucking dumbed down to a fault. Like, there's just so much. Like, why can't like come on, come on, like, come on, zombie town, come on. You could have you have potential to do something here. It's like that meme of someone that has a the meme of that stick figure poking somebody on the ground with a stick, going, "Come on, do something." <laughs> like Spirit Halloween last year was about a bunch of kids that broke into a Spirit Halloween store, and Christopher Lloyd was like a crazy ghost. Yeah. Like, it, that wasn't like like that was not a complicated plot line. Okay, let's be clear. But like I, it was at least fucking understandable, and at least followed some kind of plot line, and at least you got what was going on. Exactly. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Zombie it's... fucking Zombie Town. Fuck you, Zombie Town. <laughs> fuck fuck you with disgracing R.L. Stein uh, and his is, books. This is your innies men rant all Honestly, over again. I love it. I love it. Scott, we need to do better, okay? People I'm that are trying. all like, oh, Heather likes every fucking movie. Shove it. Heather doesn't like Zombie Town. 
<laughs> Heather also doesn't like Endsmen, or does she like Skinnamarink? What happened is she's finally seen that she had been gaslit by 2023, and she's <laughs> had enough. And, like, what was the other one I didn't like? There was a couple others that I was really mad about this year. Good Wife's Guide to Murder, murder that was a piece of shit. Um, sorry about the demon was annoying too. That was stupid. That was like, ho oh, ho ho, we're so funny, <laughs> over the top. <laughs> oh fuck me. Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of stands out as some of the worst ones. The rest of them weren't that bad. But sup, yeah. fuck, fucking endsmen. Oh, it's still sitting here. Three point one on Letterbox. Ugh. Someone gave me four and a half stars. Duncan. Oh, Duncan. Maybe he got it because he lives out there. Maybe he understood it a little bit more. Maybe you gotta live in Scotland to get it. I'm 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 so tempted to watch that movie just because I want to see I want to be as irrationally angry as you are. Oh, no, you'll be angry because you'll lose time and then you'll be even angrier. Oh, we forgot about Perpetrator. Yeah, I didn't watch that one and I completely forgot. Yeah, let me slide that in quickly. Perpetrator (laughs) 2023. Quick, quick slide in Perpetrator. This was a hundred minute runtime. Johnny Baptiste is a reckless teen sent to live with her estranged aunt hilda on the event of her 18th birthday she experiences a radical metamorphosis a family spell that redefines her calling forever when teen girls go missing at the new school a mystical a mystical furled joan sorry joni goes after the perpetrator um this is a really interesting movie it's on shutter sorry i didn't mention it with the other 2023s but it is a shutter original and i'm not going to be recording for a while and i don't want to forget about it so thank you scott for humoring me and let me slipping it in right now um yeah, this is a good one. It starts off kind of giving you one vibe, and then it switches over to another one. Um, it's it's worth it. Scotty, watch it. I will. Yeah, I planned on watching it. Like yeah. I said, the Natty Knox kind of just grabbed my attention. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's that. fair. I think you should watch that one with Erica. I think she would find it interesting. Um, Perpetrator Shutter, if you enjoy kind of like a coming of age um young antagonist story and kind of getting to the bottom of what's happening and who's killing all these young ladies um you'll like this movie and kind of the secrets that are being kept it's uh it's a decent film it's a sleeper hit on shutter that i don't think a lot of people are talking about but it is definitely worth watching i will definitely check it out yeah and that's it for me i'm glad that i kind of remembered that last minute so you know time didn't go on and fucking three months from now i'm like oh yeah perpetrator Hmm. Uh, what movie but yeah we'll be back in a couple of weeks hopefully scott and i have watched something um i'll be on my trip to the uk which scott loves hearing about i do hope you have a wonderful time oh did that hurt you to say did that hurt no i was gonna say all joking aside i do hope you have a great time and enjoy yourself and be safe but Oh, oh, I dread when you come back and I hear. I'm doing a. I'm one doing time a at the UK, I went to Scotland and this and that. Oh, hold I'm on just, one second. Oh, a cat butt just went across his face. He's muting. He's talking. Okay, I'm back. Um, boys are just asking when dinner will be ready. I'm like, uh, it's only three thirty. We got a while. Oh, they need some snacks. Yep, snacks, snacks. There are some right? somewhere, I'm sure. Nice. <laughs> You're like, good luck, kids. <laughs> hey, the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> We're going to play the Hunger Games. You're like, we're going to play a game of (laughs) Would You Rather. Would You Rather. (laughs) We should do that sometime as one of our Out of the Dark segments. We'll be like, Would You Rather watch? And we'll pick like horrible fucking films. Like 
that we know each other doesn't like. Maybe we should do that for the next episode. That sounds like, yeah, that'd be fun. Right? Would you rather? And we make you, yes, that is fun. Look at me. I'm the brains of this operation. You, always you better are. hope I come, you better hope I come back. <laughs> if not, this show is dead. That's it. That's it. So thank you as always for listening. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network. Um, if you're interested, you can join our Patreon, which gives you early access to shows and promotional codes and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we're going to take a little stroll back here to the 90s. We're going to take a little stroll back here to when movies that were made from books were good. And we're going to do a little quote from I Know What You Did Last Summer. And I'm just wondering, Scott, do you have something you want to ask the good people? I'm not sure what you're talking about. I'm really confused by this. Um, What are you waiting for, Heather? <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Sign up now. What are, what are you waiting for? Um, and don't watch fucking Zombie Town. Fuck you, Zombie Town. Watch I Know What You Did Last Summer. At least that was a good adaptation of a book. Um, yes, and we'll be back next time with lots of 2023s and a game of Would You Rather and making fun of Rob Humphreys, The Hump. Uh, Rob, what movies do you like? Why don't you write into Scott and I and you tell us the movies that you do like and we'll give you your day in court and we'll read them out loud and then we'll tell you whether you're right or wrong because clearly our opinion means everything right scotty 100 percent. right clearly i know that's your boyfriend and it's hard going against your your boyfriend but i appreciate it he, he's my man he, <laughs> he understands you know he, he my he my bull club old boy he <laughs> we gonna we gonna be with the bang bang gang <laughs> we're the bang So as always, we'll see you all in a couple of weeks and take care. And just remember, those who stand on toilets are high on pot. Until next time, kitties. <laughs> Unpleasant dreams. See ya.